This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I didn't immediately start talking about this Nashville school shooting and I didn't immediately talk about it for a couple of different reasons. Uh, first and foremost, I wasn't sure I wanted to talk about it at all, quite frankly. Uh, and I could go into a number of different reasons why I didn't want to talk about it. I've talked about plenty of uh, shootings on this uh, on the podcast here. Las Vegas shooting, Texas church shooting, to name a few. And some of those stories can be a little bit difficult to tell. And these days, I just don't feel emotionally the need to jump into that kind of thing. It's tragic every time. I mean, I don't know how you could say it's anything less. I guess if we started the conversation there, but it rarely does. It rarely does. Uh, but what's happening this time around, I've, I've watched the, the level of what would be the proper word, vitriol, <laughs> Um, animosity, hatred, vile language, uh, always coming from the left is the way I see it. And, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe my vision's a little skewed. But it's this constant attack on our constitutional rights. You know, and the left and liberals and, and some conservatives too, are, are happy to just trample on constitutional rights on a regular basis. Free speech, attacks on the gun rights have been a thin line pushing back on that. You know, I don't know if it will see uh, my lifetime uh, allow the same uh, opportunities for Second Amendment expression. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there was an assault weapons ban in place before. Uh, You know, this term assault weapons gets kicked around. People don't even know what they're talking about. It's not even a proper term. Um, What do you think AR stands for? Assault rifle. (laughs) No, it doesn't. But anyway, um, it's funny the different perspectives, right? And people's views on it. Strong, I guess. And either way, I, I question the... The people who want to take away guns, I, I mean, it's like, to me, it's like uh, taking away cars to save the planet. And there's some people that think like that, right? So, we, you know, we should just stop driving, man, because uh, the existential, we got 13 years, dude. Who know? You know, I don't know. People thinking all kinds of crazy ideas. And so this idea that guns are bad, I mean, look at how it's been been drilled in now for for decades let alone the natural movement away from guns as people become more urbanized and talked about this uh, ad nauseum boy am i putting out the uh, academic terms today um i've discussed many times the differences between open carry in a place like rittenhouse square philadelphia versus uh, rural wyoming I mean, it's a little different. It just is. You have a whole different approach to things for many different reasons. Um, 
So I don't, you know, I don't necessarily disagree that the gun laws, gun laws aren't, um, you know, something that needs to be looked at. People say, they'll not be infringed, no gun laws at all. Well, uh, where does that go in the public space, not addressed in the Constitution? And that's a big part of the problem, really. You know, and it goes both ways. For example, I think that you, know, you should pretty much be able to own what you want on your own private property. I mean, if it's your own private property and you're not to be subject to illegal search and seizure, wouldn't you be able to pretty much create whatever you wanted anyway? And you say, Chris, we don't want people building cannons. Well, I don't want to see that either. Uh, I'm not sure what we do with all that, but just backing away from cannons and flamethrowers a second. Uh, how about, you know, an M60 machine gun, 7.62 caliber, uh, belt-fed automatic machine gun, tripod-mounted. It's a heavy machine gun. Do you want people in, in suburban Philadelphia to be toting those around on their cars? I'm going to say probably not. I mean, I'm a Second Amendment guy. I'm going to give that one a no-go. I mean, you could go further. How about a Mark 19? Automatic grenade launcher. Imagine that. You're driving down the expressway, and they're in the Subaru next to you. It's, it weighs, I think, uh, what does it weigh? Let's say about 140 pounds, this gun. Belt-fed, 40-millimeter automatic grenade launcher. I think like 300 grenades a minute. It's a beautiful weapon. Could you imagine? With your Second Amendment. Uh, Shall not be infringed. All right. You're going to tell me you're not going to be a little freaked out when your kids are going down the road in their school bus and, uh, and uh, Jihad Joe over here in his Nissan has got a uh, 50 cal mounted in the back. Like he's blazing across the desert, like he's back in Iraq, uh, you know. Do you really want that? I don't think so. So there's some level, is my point. And that's where the debate begins. You can thank Ronald Reagan for ushering in some of the more stricter gun laws, the segue to that. California, he was afraid of the Black Panthers. And uh, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. Remember I said that. Let me tell you what's happening right now. Nashville school shooting, kids shot, former student, transgender, girl I think became a boy, am I right? Don't quote me on that. And he, she, it, they goes in and uh, killed. I, I really didn't look into it. Like I said, emotionally I kind of distanced myself from this. I didn't have to. I just, um, I don't want to do it right. There's nothing I can do. Nothing I can do to change what happened. There's nothing I can do to help right now. So I say, what well, I want to, you know, dive in. I want to start reading names. I want to say it was six or something, right? Um, anyway, it was a tragedy. Please, I don't, you know, that's my point. It's a tragedy. Times ten, children dying. Right? We know that. So this transgender person. Just stick with the facts a second. A former student of this Christian school. We don't know what kind of Christian school, uh, Presbyterian, um, uh, Lutheran. I don't know. Does it make a difference? Apparently not, I guess. Uh, but this student goes in there. Well, the, the suddenly in certain liberal circles, and I can't say, say mainstream media because uh, I, I don't see any mainstream media, frankly. 
But I think there may have been a little bit of it. I'm not quite sure. Suddenly calling for trans people to arm themselves because they're afraid that Christians are going to come hurt them or worse. Pretty nuts, that part. It gets a little better. Maybe you heard this. Some group, I'm going to come back to that, quote, some group puts out this, quote, poster uh, that they're going to have a trans day of vengeance at the Supreme Court. And, oh, they're armed and dangerous and... But then other, no, it's mostly peaceful. I'm like, this is going to be something. <laughs> this is going to be really something. You're going to, what, tell me an army of trannies are going to take down the Supreme Court. I, I laugh. I really will. Where's Nancy Pelosi with this, with this rhetoric to violence on the Capitol, on the grounds of the Capitol? Is that right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Close enough. So... Uh, it's fascinating, really. Then, of course, you have the media, and and this is really true. The parents, uh, and it's like this in every school shooting, and it will be, the parents that lose children, listen to this statement, will be divided into two groups, the ones useful to ban guns and the useless ones that will not be invited on TV or have a GoFundMe page. Buzzards have more respect than the media. Buzzards only feed on the dead. The media feeds on the living that lose family members. Well, the media feeds on what sells. And unfortunately, uh, you know, uh, it's not the story that's selling today, I guess. Not drawing uh, corporate ad space. Who do you really blame it on? All of the above, in my opinion. Pretty pathetic when you think about it. We're just going to immediately blame this on guns. And uh, I know you just lost your child, but are you with us or against this? What? I didn't sign up for this political fight. Okay. No GoFundMe either for you. It's really true. You know, you could go all in. You could become a martyr for the, for the liberal anti-gun movement. You could get a book deal. You might get, you'll start you with uh, guest appearances on CNN, MSNBC. Oh, if you're black and gay, guaranteed. You betcha. Love to have you on the train. What train? I'm not sure. Crazy train, I guess. The trannies are taking over. Hey, don't say I didn't warn you. You're like, oh, you've been a little harsh. I'm like, okay. Tell me where I was wrong. I'll just say it again. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to get some negative emails. We've been doing really the listen, the, the listen downloads have really uh, spiked up. I don't know what to credit that to. Maybe people are a little nervous. Maybe I got lucky. I don't know. Uh, consequently, so the emails. Thank you. I appreciate the inquiries. How does this turn into a, a Second Amendment debate? I'm going. I'm blaming it on the trannies. The ratings are going to go right down, right back to the, back down in the shadow band. You're not going to have any listeners ever if you're going to talk like that. Well, here we are. I'm still standing. You know, this podcast has been beat up, shut up, shut down, and I keep coming back for more. 
And I'm going to continue to come back for more. And you know why? Because I'm not afraid to defend myself. And I mean that with a, with a solid argument. And I don't, sometimes I get nasty. Well, some people would say I am nasty. I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Um, so this whole school shooting, quote, <laughs> school shooting, um, has turned into the Second Amendment debate, which, of course, is on left uh, on purpose. As the as the radical, uh, uh, what did I say yesterday? Communist Democrats. There you go. Is socialist worst? I don't know if it's a, if it's a bad na- a bad enough name anymore. How about just like the shithead Democrats? I'm sorry, my language. I mean, if you were just really going to be upfront about it, what would you say? The schmuck Democrats. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, listen, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not partisan. Are there schmuck Republicans? Plenty. Plenty. Uh, and listen, I could I could tell you the axe to, I have to grind with the Republican Party. I'm probably just going to go back to being independent again, quite frankly. I think it's where the Lord has led me to be. <laughs> I, I can't take it, the, what I see here with the Republican Party. So, I, no, it's not that I'm going rah-rah Republicans. Uh, but the baby killing, the uh, socialism, the... Racism, the tranny stuff, uh, the sexualization of children that comes out of liberals and Democrats support. It's just lunacy to me, quite frankly. Uh, but, I, you know, so certainly they're going to use this shooting as, as, as for everything they can, right, to get to what they want, which is to take away guns. Guns bad. Are they really? Or is it because of the money that Biden, uh, China's put in Biden's pockets? You know, maybe Z saying, hey, Uncle Joe, you know, that million was just a retainer, my man. There's a lot more where that came from. You get these crazy Americans to give up their guns, and uh, we got big plans for America, big partnership with China. You be big part, Joe. You be a big part. You give round eye, give up gun. You be big part of new China. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Sorry, that was my attempt at a little humor today. I don't know if it was the best. Obviously not. Uh, but, you know, listen, uh, this idea of a, of a tranny insurrection, if you will. <laughs> there you go. Tranny insurrection. Oh, God help me. What is the title I had here? Trans vengeance. I think I'll just stick with that. <laughs> That's pushing it far enough. I don't know the tranny in the title is going to. Do very well for me in the uh, in the rankings there. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say, in all seriousness, uh, you know, could this be a situation where armed transgender people, just to stick to the facts, uh, start wreaking havoc? And what you think that, that that's going to lead to Americans in Wyoming and Texas turning in their guns? Um, I'm going to guess not. I mean, here in Pennsylvania, quite frankly, it's a, sadly, it's a bit of a toss up. I would say probably most of these sheep, they'd probably be lined up. Sure. I'm happy to, I stand with Ukraine here, send them my rifle. Um, but you know, other parts of the country, Florida, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be a big problem. Big problem. Maybe that's when the, when the real fighting begins. I don't know. 
So will it work? I don't know. This pushing of the transgender could backfire, turn into mass violence, like an Afghanistan-type situation where people that you you wouldn't say are overly conservative become overly conservative, and you're kind of seeing this happen already. I said it. Even Muslims say we don't want our children exposed to pedophiles. There's no culture. There's culturally appropriate. No. Is that culturally appropriate anywhere? Now, there's people that would say, well, you better check the laws. Some laws you can marry 14 years old. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. But I thought that that was, like, restricted to, like, a 16-year-old marrying a 14-year-old. And, uh, you know, times have changed in perspective and all that. I don't know exactly where the lines are, but... You know, father-daughter type stuff or mother-son. I'm going to say that's the line in every culture. Uh, when, when the age gap is that broad, right? Any kind of contact. The sexualization. We went from sex ed to, to sexualize. And you're seeing the effects of it. Uh, but what if it could be different? That's what I want to talk about. Well, let me back up a second. Um, I said, you know, could it backfire? It really could serve to create a lot of chaos in this country, whatever that means. So I want to mention this. I'm going to come back to it. The CIA's job, or one of the CIA's job, is to destabilize other countries. And, you know, this happened in Afghanistan. I wonder if it wasn't on purpose. Like a self-sabotage situation for some reason, I couldn't tell you. Uh, But... The allowing of the pedophilia that was going on in Afghanistan, punishing American soldiers and and military who went in and and, and attacked some of these uh, adult uh, pedophiles that were uh, attacking children. And these these service members were court-martialed and charged and and ordered to, to leave this alone that it was culturally appropriate or some nonsense. And that is what has led, in part at least, to the rise of the Taliban. That and the drugs. People say, you know, this is enough. The elders coming in with their rifles saying, we've had enough. We've had enough of these crumb bums all drugged up. The American military allowed this to go. Never made any attempt to stop the, the heroin. Um, uh, and allowed the, the pedophilia to go on. And it destabilized Afghanistan. Could the, could the same be happening here with the trans? Is it to destabilize? Is it China doing it? Let's come back to that. Either way, whatever you want to believe about, it, right? This is this whole situation with this idea of some, you know, trans counter protest to children being shot. This is egregious, right? What if the response could be different? And I think if that's going to be the case that the response would have to be from within. You saw this, and I told you I've talked about quite a few of these now. We saw this after that white kid shot up a black church down in Charleston, South Carolina. And the people of Charleston, good Christians, came together. They prayed. They mourned. They moved on. They didn't take away anybody's rights. They didn't point fingers. They didn't demand anything. They asked for mercy and forgiveness. And you say, bah, who thinks like that? I don't know. Maybe we ought to give it a little thought. Either way, 
Why are we always looking to, to somebody else to solve the problem? Self-reliance, not government reliance. Self-reliance, not waiting for uh, King Trump to save us. Self-reliance, not leaving life to chance. It takes courage, discipline, and faith. And I want you to think about something. What if, what if there was a bona fide response? Nashville used to be Christian, used to be a Christian area, used to be an area populated by many good Christians. I have to believe there's still a few. Imagine that if on this day of vengeance, that Christians and non-Christians alike came together and they, they formed a human chain around the churches to protect them. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the impact of that? And if this day of vengeance turned into a day of shame, it really would if you think about it. Think about what it would do for humanity, for Christianity, for people's hope, for people's hope in humanity. Could we ever see it? I don't know. I have the links for all this here for you to look at. Should you choose in the show notes available in the links below or at ChristopherScottShow.com. Hey, did you know you can email me? If you go to the website, ChristopherScottShow.com, there's a place there you can leave a message. Those messages come directly to me. And I read every one of them. Sometimes I get a little behind. And as I said, there's been quite a few. Thank you. I appreciate the comments, articles, links, comments, etc. Much of it I've added to today's podcast. And I thank you. One day we'll do a roll call and I'll run through the names of uh, all the people that have helped uh, contributed and uh, where the people come from. I'll tell you that uh, the audience is like, I don't know, 97% uh, United States and um, heavily Midwest. That's where our, our, uh, our audience lies. And so I like to make fun of people like in a high. They talk a little funny out there. I don't care. They can take it anyway. So uh, I want to just share a couple of things for you that I'm going to move a little quickly on, I guess, because I don't want to yammer on too long. You know, I'm dealing with this uh, respiratory issue, and I'm feeling better. My voice still isn't back, as you can tell, but I'm feeling pretty good, feeling pretty good on the mend. But I've needed a little rest. It's a little strange for me, like putting things off. It's not really my makeup, but it's good to slow down once in a while. You know what I mean? Um, Here's the article, the link from Mercola. Was the Ebola outbreak also leaked from a lab? Really? (laughs) No. What a conspiracy theory. I seem to remember uh, discussing this little detail here where I quite specifically said that there was State Department documentation, that there were biolabs. We use this term biolabs. I've said what they really mean is bioweapons labs. They're not creating vaccines. And there was like a number of these things, U.S.-operated bioweapons labs in Ukraine. And you act like, oh, Russia, the aggressor. We were spilling arsenic into the Black Sea. I mean that illustratively speaking, 
And we're like, oh, why are they giving us a hard time? There was American troops, Marine Reserve Unit, in Ukraine. And what did I say? 2010 or something like that? And the Ukrainians there kicked them out. The United States has been meddling. Uh, The CIA uh, has been known to meddle. These bioweapons labs there, really unexplainable. And the word on the street is that they're all moving to Africa. If not, they're already moved there. Why, why do we have military in Africa? Why is it a secret? Why are they there? Why is it? It's the global war on terror. That's what the generals were. We need them there uh, for the strategically to address the global war on terror. What, the terrorists that have been created by the CIA? Oh, Chris, what do you mean? Okay, here's what I mean. Have you ever seen a terrorist organization running across the Middle East? let's say, or across any continent or place, quite frankly. Any terrorist organization anywhere, have you ever seen them on TV, video, or otherwise, where they were acquiring vast areas of land with Chinese military equipment? Really? No? Me either. I don't think it's ever happened. How about Russian? Maybe a little bit of that. Uh, Maybe like Iran, Iraq, Iraq had uh, Russian weapons, right? Russia was also uh, pumping out a lot of weapons at one point back in the day. Now the United States is a little ahead. Will China take the lead? I don't know. But I don't, I don't see China as, as being the instigator, propagator, spreader of this violence and mayhem. Look at the most recent thing. Biden uh, orders airstrikes in Syria. Uh, I was against the Iranian-linked contractor. Some bizarre, how's that justify us? launching airstrikes in, in, within the borders of some other sovereign country. And whatever your opinion on that, you don't see China doing it. You don't see Russia doing it. I guess it, that's not true, is it? Russia is doing it in Syria. I don't know. Not China, though. I don't know. Um, I didn't know this until recently. Cuba nationalized their oil company there which I think produces about a third or a quarter of their oil, not, not nearly all of it. Well, it's pretty interesting that they're pumping oil in Cuba. Probably bigger than it seems, right? Oil, oil, oil. Um, you know, the, the problem with these nationalized companies, uh, and you have this in a variety of things, um, including the military, where basically because people don't leave these jobs, and there's promotions for time and grade, time and service, if not solely based on that, heavily weighted on that. People getting promoted up through the ranks just because they were there, been around for a while. Not necessarily good managers, good leaders. Uh, the military gets around that by the culture that they create. One of you know able and willing people step up as a measure of pride, personal pride. And the military does a great job of building that culture. I don't think that happens in nationalized oil companies with a bunch of 50-year-old men running around. Uh, but it, it stifles innovation. Costs inevitably go through the roof. And just not that every private company is well run, not that every private industry is great, uh, but by and large, uh, government is best not to meddle. This is where you get the best results, plain and simple. Cuba, uh, it's a shame. Who knows? I don't know. These island nations just seem grappled in their own 
self-made misery, right? Why is that? And who are we to judge? We might be doing the same here in a whole bigger way. Elon Musk's saying that only paid subscribers will show up in your Twitter feed um, $84 a year. Uh, Sorry, Elon. (coughs) I was thinking about this. What would be my advice for Elon Musk? And I would say that I would do more of what Twitter's doing, but either way, uh, I would go the other way in his cost approach. Hey, the pay? Or are we shadow banning? Well, I mean, this is no more attractive than the silent shadow banning that was going on before, quite frankly. And I could care less. I scan through it once in a while. Maybe grab a couple of ideas on the way people are thinking. But, but not. there's nothing to it, really. It, it's um, Elon, my bro, it, it lacks depth uh, for $84 a year. Is it bringing in new young people? Because if not, uh, then it's dying. Uh, TikTok is bringing in new young people and attracting people in droves. And they're not charging anything. Why don't you try an opposite approach? Appeal to the people that, that want to advertise and market. Uh, just do it without tracking everybody. I don't know. I don't know why I'm commenting on it. I could care less. Social media is dead. It's dumb. Uh, I can't believe it's still around. And I predicted its demise. Uh, U.S. renewable electricity surpassed coal in 2022. So it's working. This is what John Kerry uh, would tell you and uh, about the Biden administration. And, um, yeah, success that they've uh, created more electricity by renewable energy than coal, I guess. So th- this apparently what has had no impact on climate change. What's the word on that? Or maybe, maybe, it's, maybe that's why they got rain in California. So we're praying to a new God. Instead of praying to God, God, please give us rain. God, thank you. We don't pray like that. You didn't hear any of that going on in California. Zippo, Zilcho, not in the media. But they say, God, God of green energy, give us more solar panels. And when there is, what do they say? Um, nothing, really. Give me more. That's the new religion, basically. The pension system, this is a huge problem. Unfunded obligations. Uh, the pension system in this country, not speculating a collapse. It's expecting one. It's just a matter of time. It depletes slowly and will fail instantly. Uh, here's what's going to happen, to be clear. The uh, Social Security is going to be the driver of the next big crisis, more than likely. Um, although, don't be surprised if that gets covered up through war. I mean, it. I mean, it, the numbers and the desperation here are so vast uh, that I really wouldn't be surprised that anything happens. Uh, could it be a slow, steady, incremental? I've, this is my prediction for the economy. Uh, but what I see happening over the next 20 years, probably, unless something major shifts, Uh, The government will continue to print money. Inflation will continue to rise. This next test is going to be huge in telling what's going to come in the next 20 years in terms of the debt ceiling. You don't hear it being talked about a whole lot, do you? You know, 25% of Biden's budget funded by debt. You know, you really got to think about the impact of that, please. And, you know, when Trump says, you know, we're getting ripped off, what do you think that means? It means your your retirement money. 
and it, it's gone. It's nerve-wracking. I can only hope. I'm 52. You know, is Social Security going to be there? I can only guess. Uh, here's what I see happening. It already has. Government prints more money. Uh, this next step will be huge, like I said. If you see this budget passed uh, with 25% in debt funding, I would say look the hell out. I could say it a little more strongly, uh, but that is bad news times 5X. 5X bad. Bigly, bigly. I mean, where does it end? Where, and what crisis do you justify that with? How do you just, well, we're in a pivot. What? It's BS. It's nonsense. So they're going to continue to inflate on some level because they have to, by the way. There will be some settlement on this. It'll just be a matter of, of how close the 25% of the budget is funded by debt. It won't be balanced. How much debt do we add? That's the only question, okay? What does it have to do with retirement? Well, inflation continues to go up. And uh, so security under the current law is going to continue to increase the payouts, which is going to cause a further drain on the system. Some of that is offset through uh, higher employment earnings, through the boom that fed more money into Social Security. But we'll see what happens. Some people tell me that that's shifting, that unemployment, people beginning to lose jobs. Okay, we're going to see what happens next. Then you're going to have unemployment and uh, financial incentives that are not currently available. To be available, more than 25% of the budget would have to be debt. The inflation is going to continue to cause the Social Security numbers to uh, cost to go up. The government is going to have no choice. I think this is why they tested it during COVID. Direct payments from the Treasury to people. They, they can't afford to wait for trickle-down. They need to put the money right out to the people. And when they do it, they pay, oh, wait, we're, we're going to give you some relief. Bread is, uh, you know, $100 a loaf, and we're sending everybody checks for, for $3,000. And you're just going to find that it's going to be on a hamster wheel. This is what happened uh, in the 30s, the Great Crash, the Depression. We'll see. Um, I hope I, I hope that they rein this in, you know, uh, but I have no no faith in that at all. If you ask me if I had to guess, it'll pass as is some midnight deal. I'll double down on it. I'll say it'll be more. They'll put, well, we, the, uh, we reached a deal. Uh, this the last deal includes some additional, includes cuts to blah, 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 blah. Um, and um, additional spending for... Um, uh, who knows what the Republicans want? I don't know. I can't fathom. It's a crying shame. Uh, there's a link here. You can check it out. The city of Chicago's pension fund, which includes the school district. You, you should check this out. It's unbelievable. Like all of the property taxes, not all of it, of course, but a huge percentage of the property tax is going just to fund government worker pensions. So in other words, a 30-year-old family today going to buy a, a nice little home in the suburbs, besides paying a price that's through the roof and now higher interest rates, is going to pay through the roof property taxes 
for workers that was been sitting on their butts for thirty. That's not even fair to say that. Doesn't even really matter. I don't know why I said it. Take it back to the extent I can. But these thirty, they had nothing to do with the, these services that were provided. But they're still paying for it. How is this fair? How is this a just system? How is this freedom? How can you possibly expect that young people would be excited under these current circumstances? Something has to change. The money problem has to be addressed. Hey, God willing, I sure hope to be back tomorrow. In the meantime, I sure hope to see you there. Uh, I meant to say in the meantime, make it a great day. See you tomorrow.